in the education sector and he is a teacher and one thing i can say about him is that he is the lesotho microsoft best innovative teacher and that was the year 2010 when this happened and he got to represent lesotho at the pan african uh, competitions in kenya in the same year in 2010 and he is also a master trainer for scratch program um, and he did a whole lot of other things that uh, i will let him to to share them with us the gentleman i'm talking about is none other than mr Mukesi Thank you, Dr. Thazi, for, for coming and joining us in our podcast channel. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank, thanks a lot, Mr. Malakani, yes. for inviting me. And uh, for starters, uh, can you tell our listeners, when did you start teaching? I started teaching way back in 2008. Yeah, that was after I completed um, the, the the teaching program at the Lesotho College of Education uh, in 2007, December. Okay. And um, what and who has been your inspiration to take teaching as a career? Uh, I'll be very honest with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, when I went into teaching, really, I won't lie, I didn't really like to be a teacher. Okay. <laughs> but I started falling in love with teaching uh, once I, I, I got to college. I really got inspired by, by the instructors there and I fell in love with uh, teaching. I'll, I'll, I'll choose one of them mm-hmm. who was um, Mr. Kalanda, Dr. Kalanda. Yes. He was my ICT instructor there, our lecturer mm-hmm. at a college and I happened to be very close to him you know yeah 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 <laughs> and uh, the guy really was uh, a very good uh, mentor and instructor to me and he really made me fall in love with teaching i know um since i know you personally your one of your parents is, is a a minister of the word of god would you say um maybe somewhere somehow you saw something in here that actually triggered the love of you know teaching in in you uh now that you're saying it Uh it could could be sir but uh, she's one of the people that uh pushed me into teaching Uh Uh, i remember before i go to before i went to teachers college Uh like i said i i wasn't really into teaching um she was always that person that was saying to me look you should go teach i am seeing a teacher in you wow uh, i couldn't believe it you know i wanted to do this uh uh fancy fancy courses like engineering and oh, yeah. you know stuff like that mm-hmm. uh i remember it even went to a point where i went to 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 uh, apply for a school in Bloemfontein in South Africa in a uh, in a university called um, EOFS. Uh, when I got there, I found out that I couldn't uh, qualify for the course I wanted okay. to do, 
and then they advised me to go do the bridging course at Motel College. Mm-hmm. I did apply, I got a school. When I got back here, problem was funding, right? And then my mother said to me, look, I still believe you can make a good teacher. Go and do teaching. She forced me. I think she went to the college herself and got the forms, okay. application forms. All right. And then uh, I saw, I mean, I filled the forms. We took them back and then we had to go for an interview. Uh-huh. I didn't go for interview. <laughs> I didn't tell her I didn't go. And then some of my friends got um, admitted uh-huh. and then she was asking me, why didn't you get admitted yourself? I said, I don't know, maybe I didn't qualify. And then she said, okay, look, I'll go with you to the college. You know, she's a very brave woman that way. Wow, wow. And then she, she, <laughs> she went to the college with me that day and um, she faced those people at the college uh, in the admission office. I, I don't understand. My, my son qualifies to be in this college, but how come he was not admitted yet? Some other boys and girls, you know, who he even passed better than some of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, got admitted. They said, did he come to the interview? And then she looked at me, she looked at me like, you know. And I didn't come to the interview. He said, you see, that gentleman uh, said, we could still have a spot for him anyway, but that's only if he can uh, agree to do uh, um, a primary teaching program. Mm-hmm. Secondary, you know, it's full. Yeah. She's wanted to force me to do primary. I said, no, I can't be a primary teacher. <laughs> I can't be a primary teacher, you know. Okay. And then that year passed. And this one you don't know, I'll tell you. All right. Uh, and then I went to, I applied and uh, got a school at uh, Fogoti. Uh, the Rotori Polytechnic, uh-huh. and then I was doing computers there. And I was doing a course called um, CCNA, which is uh, Certified uh, Cisco Networking Academy, something. Uh-huh. Yes, I couldn't finish the course, I quit it just after the first semester. I think, yeah, it was because of financial problems still. Uh, not that they couldn't afford, but you know, <laughs> I needed other things for me to to settle. Okay. Because most of my classmates were people who were already working. You know, they were people from uh, Ministry of Communications. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. people from Vodacom, people from Econet. You know, and if you're not working and young, and you see people with, you know, mm-hmm. I just couldn't adjust. I get it. And yeah. then I signed off the school. And the following year, I think it was 2004, okay. I went to EMS. Uh, I was doing business management there. And still, <laughs> I couldn't finish the course. I was only there for a, just a month, I think. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> because uh, when I was applying for, uh, for, for that program, mm. I also applied for teaching now, primary, that primary that I refused to do. Yeah, yeah, So I applied for the two of them. So when I had a month at the uh, EMS, and then I got an admission from the College of Teachers, and then 
I decided mm, maybe I should go and give this problem that my mother had been saying I should do a chance. And then I dropped this business management. Okay. I went to the college the following year, 2005. And then I started enjoying the program. Right? I always thought primary teaching was for women, you know. I get it. I and get it. especially the older ones. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was surprised. When I got there, I found people of my age, you know, people of my gender, you know, people of my style. I get you know? it. So, I get it. and then. I settled in very well. That's why I met um, uh, your homeboy, Mr. Lekonyan. Yeah, he was yeah. my classmate. Okay. And then uh, from there, I really started enjoying the course. I met Mr. Kalanda. He made me fall in love with teaching and computers more. Mm-hmm. And I finished. Finished. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. I never knew that part that you just elaborated where you. You've got to experience, you know, you know, different schools from Rotary Polytechnic, from EMS. Yeah. I actually didn't know that part, so it's very interesting to to know that. So now, tell us about the project that you did with learners that made you the best innovative teacher. Um, I, that project, uh, that teaching, that that lesson. Uh-huh. You know, it's very, it's very attached to, to, to my heart, you know. Uh, the, the project, you know, this project started in 2009 in Lesotho. I think I was one of the first people to get to hear about uh, this uh, Microsoft uh, uh, programs. Mm-hmm. When I went to see Mr. Ndatikalanda at a college, you know, he told me, look, Max, I know you, you like computers and stuff like that mm-hmm. so here is a, an opportunity go do this at your school you know and then i started doing this uh project-based learning that year you know we even i even presented a project uh one of our lessons that year 2009 though you know it was not that good you know it was not it didn't it didn't make it it didn't make it i think it was number four uh-huh. or so something like that number four international whatever competitions uh-huh. and then we went on until the following year 2010 i think i attacked it full force this time uh-huh. you know so uh and then 2010 um i think i was now more focused more dedicated and um, we did a project with our with my learners that year and it was about uh, track and substance abuse you know we are from the rurals Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and a lot of um, this track abuse there you know and some of my learners were really using some of this stuff you know and I took a chance and said, let me use technology. Maybe with this technology, I can reach uh, even the audience out of my class. Mm-hmm. You know, because this, uh, I don't want this to affect, uh, I don't want to see effect only on my learners in the class. But I wanted to reach the whole school, the whole community. Mm-hmm. And then we decided we should use some of the technological tools to carry out the whole project. Uh, 
I was thinking about it just this morning when I got your invite um, this whole project there was this one lady one girl she's now a lady <laughs> because this happened way back in 2010 yeah uh, she's called uh, Dina Oselo she was a very young girl that time she's now about to finish her degree program at uh, National University now wow uh, she's doing economics not a uh, long time ago, she texted me and asked me, Say, what happened to that our project? Can't we do something to go on with it? Uh -huh. Because, you know, it was a lesson, but out of that lesson, we realized that this actually can be an ongoing thing. And also, one gentleman uh, who was also very actively involved in that program, in that uh, project, the guy now is now in the New York ever asking me say, wow. because I'll tell you about uh, parts of that project you know we, we divided that lesson into categories so uh, Dineo and this gentleman who is now in New York there was a point in time when the two of them went to Morija radio, radio station okay. there were the two uh, learners who were talking to other kids in in Morija, other kids in I mean all over where the where the 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 radio station could reach, you know, they really impacted a lot of uh, lives. You know, I mean most of people who were listening, they called and supported the show, and you know, after that they we also uh, released a sort of uh, a movie. I'm not sure if I should call it a movie, you know, it was not, up to, you know, it was our own movie. Yeah, yeah. We, we did everything, we shooted it ourselves, we, we edited it ourselves, you know, so it was a movie of that standard. Yeah. But in our community, it was a movie. It so I don't movie. know if it qualifies to be called a movie. <laughs> I think it other, is, I think it other, is. You know, so then, because we thought this was a real movie, you know, we even went to listen to television with it hoping they will play it uh -huh. <laughs> listen but the picture quality they talked a lot of you know technical stuff uh -huh. so they couldn't put it on air you know and we were disappointed but what we did was we 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 put it on a dvds so many dvds each kid would go with it to their homes they were uh -huh. playing it you know and back then there were not so many tvs you know if you had a tv at your home your friends will come to watch. The whole movie was about truck abuse. Oh, yeah. It was really a good movie. I have a clip, a short uh, clip of it. Uh, back then, we, we didn't know how, but we, we couldn't upload the whole thing. And then I had to cut some parts in the movie. And okay. we uploaded it on uh, YouTube. It's still there. So this gentleman was acting in that movie. The one that said is now in the, U in the US. Uh -huh. So it's like he wanted to to take part in some acting academy there in new york so he wanted to know have you acted ever in your life i said yes i used to act back in lesotho in my school i acted in a drama uh, you wow. know? and then he wanted to see a piece pity i didn't have it anymore you were you were asking can you upload it i want to show it to these people that i can act i can act uh -huh. they can't believe and then I sent him that short, I mean, that link of short uh, video, uh -huh. which is now on YouTube, you know. It's still there, you can go and see it. 
it's under my name and <laughs> so that's why i said this one is very close to you know when you do something you don't really i thought it was just a lesson uh, not realizing that this is a very big project uh, uh, uh now you know is, is she's about to be a graduate I mean, Homo is in New York, he's asking about it. Can we do something to continue with that good work, you know? I mean, not just the two of them. Many of uh, those of those guys who acted are forever inboxing me on Facebook. Sir, do you still have it? Do you still have that? Do you, you know, yeah, back then, yeah. they see the, the DVDs would scratch and can't play anymore. Yeah. Pity, I don't have it anymore. And I feel like... I owe my community something. I yeah. owe my people something. Maybe we should. I should call all those people. They are now most of them graduates. We can sit down and talk about what is it we can do around mm. that project that we started back in 2010. And I promise, something will happen. Something has to happen. Yes. Really, something has to happen. Yeah. And I'm so amazed at how, um, you know, a, a small idea that begins in a classroom setting yes. can just have a ripple effects to. To, to the rest of the society, to the community. I mean, the whole the whole community supported my brother. The whole community. Mm. Even Bontate, who are playing Koreana. Yeah. Know, when I went to Kenya, they wanted to produce something beautiful for me. Just that time, couldn't allow. Yeah, I remember this gentleman who plays, uh, I mean, who, who is a, a Korean artist at our, <laughs> in our community, mm -hmm. had actually composed the real song Wow. Just that there was no time to go to the studio to uh, record uh -huh. and then I would have gone to his, with a song to, 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 Kenya, to Kenya so that the Kenyans or people from all over could listen to our kind of music, Local you know, music. about the this very same topic. Uh -huh. so, yes. Talking about Kenya, yeah. Tell us about the exposure you got there. I know it was at the Pan African competitions and it's a competition. Yeah. How did you prepare for it, and how was the was the exposure, the the nuggets that you picked out of that um, trip to Kenya? Mm. Uh, talking about preparing, I I I want to believe I didn't prepare. I only found out when I got there that I hadn't prepared enough. Uh, first, I didn't have a laptop of my own. And uh, my team, I was working with a lady from um, Petahazo, Miss Azari, and a lady from Mamoikezi, Miss Belina. The two, the, the two had their own laptops. I mean, they were way ahead of me. I think we met about a day or two before the trip okay. to, 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 to check on each other. What do you have? I mean, how, how good is your, your, your poster? How can we help you? Mm -hmm. And then they realized on our very last days that uh, my poster was not good enough because I was only I could only work uh, on the computers at school, save my work on the flash. You know, it's not as good as when you have your own laptop. When you are rested, yeah, when you are at home, you can work on your poster, design this and that. And then I did not have a very charming <laughs> uh, poster. And when you go to Kenya, you know, you display your work. We used to present using the posters there about, I think, A1 or whatever. Oh. Yeah, a, a poster. And when you go to Kenya, man, the, the post, posters of other teachers were beautiful. They were so, you know, and mine was stalled. 
So, you know, not many people will come to your corner with dial poster, you know. And really, I, didn't, I couldn't get uh, many, many, many votes, you know. There's a point where you vote for each other, okay. you know. Judges came. I remember there was this judge that was assigned to me. The judge, I can't remember the name, but she was from New York, I think. And she didn't look very amazed at how I presented my <laughs> project, uh -huh. you know. She was not that amazed, I could see. And then later on, I was talking to Mr. Kalanda, I mean, that is Kalanda, Dr. Kalanda, yeah. who was also very, you know, angry at me because he believed in me. And then he told me, look, I was talking to a judge, that lady that was assigned to you, and she was not that amazed at, uh, with how you presented your your, your project, project uh -huh. how you, you know, because your project, she's saying, your project, the soft copy, you know, she was looking up to each, it's one of the projects that she was hoping would come out tops, uh -huh. but when she got here, she didn't get what she was anticipating oh. to get. And that's just how it happened, but it was a whole new exposure. I enjoyed being there, you know. I learned a lot from teachers from all over the, the, the continent. Oh, oh, oh. You know, there were these sessions where you would gather in groups, you know, share experiences, do a, a group project. I was with a lady from Nigeria, lady from um, Durban, you know Linda uh -huh. from Durban, we're in the same group and others I can't remember <laughs> but those two, really I learned a lot from those two. Uh -huh. oh, I think there was also a gentleman from um, from uh, Uganda, yeah. But I really learned a lot from those two, Linda from Durban and uh, a lady from uh, Nigeria and yeah so I, I think i have to i have to appreciate the fact that um you accept the weakness that you you had and i, I think that's one of the attributes that we as people must have in fact teachers have to have such attributes where they say okay i know i i fell short of this when i was doing this because I do strongly believe that that's what can actually make you, you know, rise above situations. You know, the, the, the moment you, you say, here I flopped, mm -hmm. or I didn't do this because I was naive or I wasn't, you know, paying attention, that really makes you to grow. So I do believe that, you know, owning your weakness and saying, this is what I did, yeah. and I choose to, to grow out of this. That is what is very important. So I really appreciate the fact that um, you saw your weaknesses, and I now know you are a grown man, and you you do things differently. Now um, you have been involved with Africa Kurek Initiative. Can you tell us what has been your key input there? Uh, I like you know you you have learned now that uh, I'm a, I'm very much into ICT. Uh -huh. uh, you even heard that the very first college I went to was the, I was doing ICT. Uh -huh. So, uh, 
I started falling in love with ICT way back in high school. I was doing computers and I had a wonderful teacher there called uh, Mr. George Ochom, who is now uh, a lecturer in one university in, in Durban. And uh, computer studies was one of my best subjects mm -hmm. you know, in high school. And we were doing programming, that is why I'm talking about it. Yeah, yeah, I started yeah. doing programming back in high school. And, uh, you know, I was one of the top guys in programming. Wow. People come to me to ask for advices. How can I want to I want to design a program that does this and this. And oh, yeah. Can you help me create a certain module, you know? And then I'll be helping. You know, yes, Mr. George was, you know, the teacher, but when he's busy with others, I'll be helping. I was more, I was more like uh, his assistant. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> so, and then... I did this, yes, with the Cisco program I was doing was more of a networking than programming. Uh, and though I didn't finish, I dropped out. And then this scratch thing came about when I was already a teacher, you know. Uh, and since I couldn't finish pro uh, computer courses, I said to myself, I want to take part in this programming thing and maybe this all open doors for me or even for these kids uh -huh. you know and then I would teach the kids you know it started it, it, it started in class because when I first came to this school Marcelo Prep where I'm teaching currently I was the ICT teacher okay and then the scratch thing I started teaching it in class first and uh, I had this wonderful guy that I produced, I coached, I taught. He's now at Manchurian. He's amazing. Called Lebohan Tavani. And, you know, that guy, I think he ended up knowing better than me. <laughs> better than me. Anyway, wow, you, wow. You, 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 yeah, you get to enjoy when you see somebody that you are teaching. Getting to master the concept even more than yourself. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what they say in Sesutu? Uh, Bare... <laughs> so it happened to me Lebohang, uh, you know he's something else as we talk mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then that said to me if Lebohang has gone up to that level mm -hmm. there are many other kids who can reach Lebohang's level and then came this code uh, 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 hour right mm -hmm. and then took part in it, I would teach as many kids as possible, but eh, up to so far, I'm still in search of somebody who can go up to Lebohang's uh, level. Uh -huh. I've not, fine, there are still good uh, um, uh, programmers out that I'm producing, but not up to Lebohang's level. Yeah. I'm still, and I'm not going to rest <laughs> until I get somebody who can match him. Yeah. yeah. No, that's great, that's great. You know, as teachers, we have to... Um, accept the fact that the kids that we teach that land in our hands have to outsmart us because if we keep this mentality that um these kids cannot they mustn't you know go beyond mm. what i have mm. really we cannot produce you know foods that we desire especially you know the fact that we are teachers we have to bear in mind that 
we are producing people who are going to develop our country, our communities, and as well change the world. So I think we we have to uh, have that mentality that these kids have to out out uh, smart us in all the ways. Now, tell us about the soccer inter-school competitions with other private schools. There's a very good mix, I guess. Now, moving from ICT things now to, to sports. Uh, okay. I do soccer club mm -hmm. at school here where I'm teaching currently. Yeah. Uh, we don't have sports. We, you know, we do them as clubs. And uh, many of uh, the kids here, uh, you know, it's not like in the local schools where there's a season or, or for athletics. Uh -huh. There's this for a uh, session for, for, for soccer. You understand? Here, we do soccer throughout the year okay. because there's always that soccer club and I'm always part of it. Whenever I'm not taking part in soccer club, you know, these kids come crying to me. Hey, <laughs> please, who's going to teach soccer? Yeah, who's going to yeah. help us with soccer this year? Please come, please come. I get it. I don't know. I, I think they must have seen the passion I have for soccer because growing up in my village, you know, they were not, we didn't have so many sports. Yeah. I was uh, playing soccer, man, I was bad. You know, I, I was very good. No, I was, yeah. I was not bad. I was very good You're at soccer. Good. Yeah. I was one of the top soccer players in my community. Uh, people in my community, even when I go now, because now I'm staying in, in Maseru, in a big city. Mm. When I go home, uh, my mates, you know, those big brothers of those days, when they see me, they talk about soccer. Mm. Rex, this guy used to be, you know, even the young kids, when I meet them, uh, recently when I went home, I met one of the kids that I happened to teach when I was still teaching at Masite. Uh -huh. They didn't know there that I used to play soccer. They only thought, nah, he's, almost, he's just training us just because he, it's his job. Uh -huh. So he was asking me, hey, I was talking to my anger. He told me he used to, you used to be very good at soccer. I said, started breaking yes man. <laughs> i was good i was good i used to do this and oh and my so i love soccer uh our and then not many of us here you know really have that passion for soccer yes there are still teachers who love soccer but they're not that passionate uh -huh. so i do soccer club every year with my kids and we go for uh inter school tournaments you know we win we lose uh -huh. you know and uh, sometimes losing you know <laughs> it's, it's not hard. easy it's not our easy. last game we played i think we played playing against a school called bipabolo yeah and we lost <laughs> and it was such a pain but anyway uh just when i was preparing for the second leg and uh, COVID came and you know yeah everybody's home now but i really wanted to uh a, a revenge man i, I got it a big score against those guys i got but it. it we'll still meet we'll still meet yeah okay you also do capacity building as well as skills acquisition with your fellow teachers yeah now how important it is for teachers to integrate digital technology in their teaching and learning practice uh, 
it's very important to, to, to use ICT or integrate ICT in your teaching. Uh, very important. You know, somebody like me I have been so fortunate that from uh, as far back as 2010, we already uh, taken through the courses which were helping us on how to use technology in our teaching. But I would say we didn't do much from then if we got so committed so serious about it from that time yeah. up to now Yusutu would have been uh, better than it is now but I would say we didn't do much you know I, I realized this when COVID came because when COVID came everyone now was forced to start teaching from home and how else would you reach the kids who are at their homes when you are at home and the teaching has to happen mm -hmm. we have to do it online, online and yeah. talking online we're talking about technology man that's true and for somebody who had been resting like me like you like other teachers out there uh it came a bit of a challenge anyway not that challenging to me but to other teachers it is a challenge and then i had to start um helping find a way to help my fellow teachers on how to use some of these tools mm. to reach to the kids and you know uh there's this one teacher who is my colleague here uh, called mrs amaka she's a nigerian you know a friend of mine forever asking calling me and you know thanking me i cannot thank you enough my brother for what you've done to me oh look my. at my i can now teach through my phone oh my huh? yeah. <laughs> that's so incredible that that is that that is that mm -hmm. so i think this is one of the hallmarks of your your teaching where you find um you know that you can able to replicate yourself mm -hmm. into other people's especially your colleagues yeah because um, one thing that we have to learn, especially as teachers, is to, you know, make somebody of your own try to, to, to instill the same passion that we have into someone, yeah. in someone, because um, that's, how, that's how it should be. That's how it should be. So now, um, tell us about the transition from Masita Primary School to Masero Preparatory School. How did you find it? Uh, my brother, it was not easy to, to, to uh, I won't lie to you. Uh, you know, Masita is, it's a good school, uh -huh. but uh, it's a good rural school. Oh. <laughs> it's in the rurals and uh, everything is done differently from how things are done in prep here. It's one of the best schools. I would say PrEP is the best school in the country. Uh, well, maybe you can argue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would say it's the top school in the country. Okay. And here, everything, for everything to happen, you're, you're using your computer to do your reports, you use your, you know, everything. So, here, you teach uh, kids from different countries. It's a multicultural school. Right? While while I was in Masita, it was just Basutu, right? You know, same culture, same everything, you know. Here is different cultures. So for you to uh, 
move from where you were managing kids of your own culture you know how to talk to them they understand your language you know and then you come to a school where you have to uh, talk to a Chinese girl an Indian uh, boy uh, you know a Nigerian you know it's different cultures it's not easy the only thing the most uh, something that was challenging more was the the culture you know dealing with uh, multicultures mm-hmm. it was not easy at all and the teachers here also it's multicultures and uh, we don't have the same culture we don't have the same personalities you don't you know it's not easy at all but look at me now i've gone from 2012 <laughs> up to now i'm still here yeah. so and i've i've settled in so but in the beginning it was not easy it wasn't easy. but i ended up adjusting and i love it here you love it here yeah that blend you know that you know mix yeah yeah uh, uh, i like that uh, difference you know yeah i get it i get it now in our conversation um you you kept on dropping covid 19 as one of the you know key factors in how you did things now we are just in the middle of the pandemic what advice can you give to other teachers in terms of personal and professional development because i strongly believe that you know everybody is at home and we should be trying to use this um time while we're at home profitably to develop ourselves so what can you say to teachers um in terms of professional development as well as self-development i'll say to 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 teachers uh how do i put it <laughs> can study yourself they should they should make a very good use of what they have which is phones you know most of the teachers i won't say all of them mm-hmm. most of the teachers have very good phones in their handbags you know they have beautiful phones mm-hmm. you know samsung you know iphones I mean all beautiful phones but they use them only for talking they use them only for texting nothing else you find them on Facebook talking to friends you find them on WhatsApp talking to friends texting sending audios to their, to their friends laughing you know Call, making phone calls i want to make teachers aware that those very same phones they can use them to change lives they can use them to reach to the to their students at home wow not just during this pandemic only you know even beyond it mm-hmm. because what i realized uh, with my teaching now that i'm forced now to uh, send work to my kids through um, online platforms you know i found them so good that uh, you know i decided it even after this covid i'm not stopping with this yeah, because yeah. with this i'm not going to find stories of kids telling me that sir i lost my homework book i lost my homework diary i you, you understand i got it you have your work dropped in your digital space right in your online classroom there so the kids you can drag you can see who who read 
the the homework who did who signed in who didn't sign in you understand mm. it's so easy to manage so i will advise teachers to adopt the same style use the digital the online platforms i mean they are free fine the same amount of data you are using you can still use teaching your kids right it's it. not that much you know it's just preparing your presentation dropping it right there the kids go through the presentation and they learn something and then they send theirs back that's simple so so now which programs can you prescribe or recommend to teachers maybe to that can help them to you know get them learning new ways of teaching the new trends in education which are those platforms where they can go where they can you know just learn something new okay so yeah you know they say as a teacher you have to be creative right uh -huh. be innovative uh, i'm looking for that word uh, what is it again uh, it doesn't matter improvise yeah so i will not even because some of these uh, programs that we use uh, myself and other teachers who are very good with this ICT stuffs I won't recommend some of them to the teachers because they need to go through learning oh. right some of them are not easy to you know maneuver to troubleshoot so I'll say with a program a simple program like whatsapp you know WhatsApp. Everybody that has a phone now has WhatsApp. Mm -hmm. With WhatsApp, you can reach to your kids, right? With Facebook, you know, you know, even though Facebook is age limited, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but with those those very same programs that we are already using to communicate, we can reach. You can uh, create a WhatsApp group and have your kids in there, and you can send uh, pictures in there a picture which is actually covering something in the content that you are teaching right mm -hmm. attaching to that picture you attach your voice note voice note explaining everything right you it. can drop a video and sort of an animation of a concept that you want to teach maybe in science maybe in math you understand mm -hmm. it's so easy to use and what i like about whatsapp is whatsapp is so instant <laughs> Drop something, I, I, I'm not sure, but everybody, within minutes, everybody has seen that. Yeah, yeah. It's trending. So I, I, I recommend WhatsApp more than any other thing. Yeah. Well, there are other programs out there, like we have Google Classroom, we have uh, Microsoft Teams and others that I can say, but those ones are a little bit uh, complicated for one to get to use them they will need mm. to go through training but you know uh if you come to me i will happily help you with any of those <laughs> i really love that yeah. part where you avail yourself to you know to actually reach out to help other teachers yeah. and this brings us uh to the close of our interview and i'm so excited and very very thankful for you to to, to allow me to host you and you can find um, Mr. Mwikizi Khazi on Instagram on MJ Khazi and on Facebook um, 
he goes by Michael Jack Sazi and I strongly believe that this is one of the uh, gentlemen who is very resourceful um, to teach us and can reach out to him and he has a lot a lot to offer so I really really appreciate your time and I so wish um, anybody who will get to listen to this podcast uh, this episode specifically can get to review it to share and to comment as well tag us um, in all your social media platforms so that all your friends can can get to to hear and know what teachers around the world especially here in Lesotho are doing thank you very much Nadu. thanks a lot uh, Tim Alakani uh, I'll just uh, want to add uh, a few things there oh yeah uh, you, you told uh, you said they can be they can they can find me on the Instagram on MJ yes mm. though the account is still very new right I'm actively involved with the on, on Facebook all right make it Jack classy find me there and uh, you can still find me on WhatsApp WhatsApp um, you know my WhatsApp is online 24 7 yeah uh, you can find me on WhatsApp on plus two six six plus two six six five nine four nine one seven zero two i prefer whatsapp more and facebook more because they're, in, they're instant they're instant <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no we really appreciate your time daddy thank you thank you so much